Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome. Just a, a few short hours ago, we celebrated the Feast of the Incarnation in, in image and story and, and song with the help of St. Luke. We got, of course, the jarring contrast between those, uh, those two decrees. Emperor Augustus's that all should be registered, that all should be counted, owned, taxed, kept under the thumb of imperial power, and the angel of the Lord's shining decree of good news and great joy that to us is born this day a Savior, a Savior who taking our human nature upon himself, opens for us the very gate, the very gate of heaven, daily drawing us home here, home here to the Father and the Spirit. So two decrees, two, two songs. Augustus's song, the grinding mechanical chatter of the cash register of profit and exploitation, of racial violence, of lakes drained to water lawns, hillsides stripped, and forests raised to build McMansions. The angel song. The angel song. The new song God is singing in Christ, in and as the very ground of our being. A hymn of the dignity of all of God's creatures, each one precious in God's sight. The declared reign not of some ersatz Augustus, but of river, river clapping, feet beautiful, hill ringing peace. Peace not as something achieved in the absence of conflict, but original peace, primordial peaceableness that is our true common ground as a boundaryless community of love, reconciled to God, each other, and the good earth. Merry Christmas. This morning, love comes down, comes to his people and sets them free. Risky, vulnerable, helplessly undefended in a feed trough packed with mud and straw, God meets us wriggling and squawking and cooing in swaddling bands, just as we are. God assumes and redeems it all, that he might be in us and we in him as members of one boundless body, a community of love with no one left behind, no one stepped over or shoved aside. Just love serving love in love. And so we say, come closer, come closer, friend. Sit and eat. It was Meister Eckhart, rather unbelievably actually, who 700 years ago, in a pulpit in Cologne, reminded the good people, the faithful gathered that day as we are gathered on this day with these words. Here in time, 
We celebrate the eternal birth that God the Father bore and still bears constantly in eternity, and which is also now born in time, in human nature. St. Augustine says, see, Eckhart also quoted St. Augustine all the time. St. Augustine says that this birth is happening continually. We should ask ourselves, if it doesn't happen in me, what good is that birth after all? What ultimately matters is that God's birth should happen in me. It's the kind of thing that got him in trouble with church authorities. And St. John tells us that the peace for which we yearn, for which our hearts are restless, that is our birthright and our fulfillment in this life and in the next, the peace that is found in intimacy with Christ is radically original. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. You are, are the happiness you seek. Nothing can separate us from this singing, dancing, effervescent life that is the light of all people from every tribe and language and nation, every color, gender, and sexual orientation. Nothing can extinguish this light. No shaming bushel can cover it. No despotic darkness can quench it. Earnest wick trimming doesn't make it bigger or smaller. Unbeknownst to foolish virgins, it shines forth unfazed by any apparent oil shortages as well. In its steady, benevolent gaze, death loses its sting. Fear runs scared. And you can no more hate your enemy than you can despise your own pinky finger. Hmm. And yet, right? And yet, bombs rain down this morning in Ukraine. Bullets fly in Uvalde, in Club Q. Foxes have their dens, and birds have their nests, and yet the unsheltered have nowhere to lay their head. The common good seems but a quaint notion, a quaint notion gone the way of the dodo, along with uh, wearing a tie and blazer to the hockey game. They don't do that in Toronto anymore. Far more real, it seems, this world of haves and have-nots, fractured by tribal enmity, where all we can think to do is buy more stuff and amuse ourselves to death. Augustus' registering decree still goes out as buy, 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 then, then, then. The promise is, then that quiet desperation, that gnawing sense of lack, that restless, far-country pig-pod-seeking, then that will be stilled. Except it never is, is it? 
that free and easy peace eludes us, but only because it's, it's too close, too ordinary for us to notice. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. He opened the Red Sea for us, and we opened a wound in his side. He gave us a scepter, we gave him a crown of thorns. He lifted us to heaven, and we lifted him on a cross. Can we hear the urgent necessity, necessity, need? Can we hear the longing, the passionate yearning of Eckhart on that Christmas day seven centuries ago? If it doesn't happen in me, what good is that birth after all? Can we feel quietly love leap and kick in our womb, waiting to be recognized, waiting to be born? How easy it is this day and every day to quietly dismiss as the dream-led Joseph did not. How easily second nature this day and every day comes the grubby, grinding nub of our no, no, as compared to Blessed Mary's yes. How easy it is in this world of getting and spending in a culture of distraction, fear, scarcity, and lack to think, to think the light that shines in the darkness shines always around the next bend, over the next hill. In some, we say other manger, some other manger rather than in the very ground of our being, as the very light of our seeing. How easy it is to think that God is another something to acquire rather than an already given gift to receive, unwrap, realize, and then manifest. In your light, we see light. That which we are looking for is doing the looking, as Francis tells us. All the Father has is ours, inviolable bliss, unshakable peace, unceasing joy, waters rising up to eternal life when we are born again, renewed daily by the visitation of the Holy Spirit. Vene Sanctus Spirit, Sancte Spiritus, come, come, come. Holy Spirit. All sounds pretty good, right? At least better than what I hear on the news and see in the streets of our fair city. So what is Eckhart's prescription for giving birth to Christ in the manger of the heart? How can we with Mary, become God-bearers, theotokos, mothers of God. 
What must we do? What must we change? What must we tidy up and correct? What technique must we apply? We want to make the A-list, after all, to be nice and not naughty. What must we do, Lord? What must we do? Well, nothing comes the Lord's bemused reply. Nothing? That's preposterous. Insane. Insane and preposterous only to a people so busy doing so estranged from ever-present healing grace that they've forgotten how to be. Preposterous only to a people who came into being through him but do not know him. So we willingly this morning become weak and know the Lord strong to save simply by being. We stop talking to ourselves and believing the stories in our heads. We take off our too tight shoes of worrying, planning, and figuring it all out and let it be. For once we consent to be still and know and be gathered together in the great I am. For once, hushed, keeping quiet, not bothering ourselves, we become little, poor, pliant, and reliant, and rest quietly, trustingly, in the God of our salvation. It is done. Is accomplished. See, once guarded, we now open. Once oh so rich and oh so full, we now release and receive. Once strong and holding fast, we now allow and, and let be. I must decrease. He must increase. We come home and know ourselves held just as we are warts and foibles and weaknesses in the unconditional love of God. We make a little space for love to come down for love to touch, for love to transfigure, that he may do in us for others what we cannot do, God knows, for ourselves. It's all just sheer folly in the eyes of the world. It's useless and unprofitable on the bean counter's abacus. Kind of like a Messiah hanging on a tree on a garbage dump outside the city walls, kind of like a mewling infant in a backwater stable. But you know what? The bean counters, Abacus, Augustus's decree, the disposable world, my disposable neighbor, each existing for my pleasure and profit and use, 
That's what got us to this place in the first place. Jesus, our Savior, shows us a different way to be. And make no mistake, this born from above, blowing we know not where love comes down, it wants to be born in us. God wants to love us each into loving others that beloved community might be born through these very hands and feet. Our yearning for God, this holy longing, is already, already God's longing to make a home in us, right here, in this muck and straw, amidst the chances and changes of this groaning and labor pains world, just waiting to be born. It's not my will, but thy will be done. Not this present darkness, but your light, O Lord. Your kingdom, not the kingdoms of this world, come. Not Augustus's decree or bullets or, or bombs, but love come down. Love come down gentle as a dove to sing its new song and set the world to rights. Christ, born in one mangered heart at a time. Herod and Augustus toppled. One welcomed stranger, one forgiven enemy at a time. Yes, Lord, let it indeed be with each of us according to your word. Prepare him room. Amen.